0: Welcome to the Nine Moms podcast. My name is Phineas and this is my mama's podcast and and here she is. Hi everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I am sitting in one of my yoga studios and recording today because kindergartens are closed, my boys are at home, so everything I've been putting out lately has had little voices in the background and now I'm realizing that actually it has a lot of traffic and echo in the background instead, but I hope that that is fine anyway. Um, anyway, the recording with today's guest Corinna is not recorded from here and with no boys around, so that's okay. Anyway, uh, today we hear from Corinna, and she will be telling us the birth story of her little girl, Matilda, here in the Czech Republic. Corinna was induced at 41 plus 3, and she will be talking us through quite a fast birth after that induction, and um, this, this story here had... Is full of little little bits of humor, and we share a lot of laughs in this in this episode. And Corina um, is a really great storyteller, so so I hope you guys enjoy as much as I enjoyed recording. Um, we talk about having trouble with breastfeeding and how to find support for that here uh with a lactation consultant and going the right direction so if that's something that's going on for you then maybe listen in towards the end of the episode extra carefully we talk about that um and it might be something useful for you there as well also be sure to check out the show notes page today for more resources on the matter All right, you guys, uh, let's get into today's story. All right. So hi, Corinna, and welcome to the Nine Months Podcast. Thank you for trusting me with your story. (laughs) So would you like to start by introducing yourself and who's in your family and what you guys are doing? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, My name is Corinna and I am German. I moved to Czech Republic in 2013. Actually, I came to Czech Republic 2012 for my um, Erasmus exchange semester and this is where I met my now husband Mm -hmm. and this is why I came to Czech Republic. He is uh, Polish and um, he has also a daughter from a previous relationship and um, that is also the reason why for us it was always clear that we will be staying in the Czech Republic. So we are also close here as well for her and um, yeah i think that's the whole family now we have a new edition since uh, five months um, we have now um matilda joined us in september so now we have also a kid together so now it's it, this is interesting to now have first it was more um the stepmother and now I'm in charge as well of all the rules <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's, that's new and uh, yeah it's quite fun yeah I have to say we got we got al- already along and uh, now we have our routines and we are quite comfortable so oh, that's wonderful we're all settled mm-hmm. yeah wonderful
0: so let's start with your journey to becoming pregnant with Matilda mm-hmm. then did you guys plan to have a baby and how how did you find out that you were pregnant?
1: Um, yeah, we were planning to have a baby, so it was not a surprise, it was m- more <laughs> anticipated and you're waiting if it will work and when it will work and um, then it did and um, actually I was um, through the whole pregnancy, it was a bit like, okay, I know I was pregnant and that we will have a baby, but somehow I couldn't really realize it, Yeah, how it will be to really have a baby and that it is really inside of me, like the human, I was like, that's, it's somehow when it then happened, I was, I thought I would maybe feel a bit more different, but I think it, it, I'm always very slow when it comes to adjusting to new things. So first, when we found out, I was like, okay. And now? actually nothing then you just wait yeah <laughs> so th- that was a bit odd at the beginning like okay now i found out i'm pregnant and actually nothing happens yeah you just uh, you live your day like every other day and your week is like every other week and yeah yeah i wanted to wait at the beginning um before um, going to the gynecologist because i also knew from a friend that um, it didn't work out at the beginning. So I know the first 12 weeks um, are a bit critical. So I was like, I I, I tried to wait as much as possible Mm -hmm. to go to the doctor. So um, we could maybe already see something in this, like some heartbeat that you don't go too early and then you don't really see anything. Um, But then actually at the beginning, I had quite some pain at nights always I, I don't know I woke up with pain and I couldn't even lie and I had to walk around and um, it, it wouldn't go away like after maybe half an hour and then then it was okay again and it stopped but I was like okay maybe I should rather get this checked and in the end this was nothing but I was just afraid not that it's maybe not where it should be not that there are some problems so I, I did go and then yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not really see her. There was something and it was living. And I was like, he also asked me if I want a picture and I was like, um, I don't really see anything. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. And next time. Yeah. It, How many weeks were it? I don't remember. I think maybe eight. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah very very at the beginning and then and then the next time i could see it and i i could i was like okay now this is something i can show because otherwise yeah mm -hmm, you know i wanted to show to my husband be like this is it what where what (laughs) Uh, i think i think this little dot yeah
0: yeah (laughs) oh that's nice so how so how is it then for you going through pregnancy here in the Czech Republic. Do you do you speak Czech and how how was it to navigate
1: the Czech medical system for you? Um I had a gynaecologist already who speaks English and I like him really a lot. He's really great. So I didn't have to find someone or that's why it was just normal for me at the beginning. Then you just of course I had to find out about the hospitals because here it's so early that you need to register for giving birth that i was not really rep- prepared for this at 14 weeks to know okay well, i will go here because mm, these are my preferences for giving birth what <laughs> a bit too early um yeah so i just i just tried i was asking other um girls that gave birth recently and um, i was also there were some nice facebook groups that i joined and then there were a lot of people who shared the experiences and this was, was really nice there's also facebook group from um last year so 2020 so you really had really recent experiences and they all said okay how is it now and not someone who maybe had a baby uh, 10 years ago right right
0: so how so let us talk about that uh choosing a hospital maybe before 14 Mm -hmm. weeks so my experience Mm -hmm. here is that I was told that but I actually didn't register until about thirty six weeks, actually, um, mm-hmm. because I couldn't make up my mind and I was really <laughs> scared, but it was fine. So I, I actually yeah. don't know Do you want to share your your take on that? Because I hear so many different ideas, you know, of how we should. Yeah. Do. <laughs>
1: um, I think it was I was mainly influenced by one friend, um, because she had the baby um, in January, and I had to register. I think. when was it i think february march Mm -hmm. so it was very recent and um, she went to Bolovka and then she told me she did a a massive amount of research and she looked into everything and all the different hospitals and so i was quite overwhelmed with the information i was like oh my god that's cool you can just give me an advice and then i can uh, go from there so actually she did all the work to figure out you know which hospital is good for what and what would you like and then she Told me what she would like and what her preferences were for birth, of course, in the best case scenario, mm-hmm. and I I quite liked her take on it, so um, I I just went for the same. Um, I registered in Bolovka because they have their um, it started new I think last year this uh, porodni asistenci it's called so there you should be like in uh, just with the midwife and only in case there would be some problem only then a doctor would come by so it's should be a bit of a different setting um, that you're just with with midwives and not really mm, but it's in the same hospital building so also in case something goes wrong you are already in hospital and there's no travel time or something and someone can be there or you could have a emergency c-section in three minutes yeah so this is also something that I I like the idea of not having too many people, that there's just maybe a midwife, only one person, and I can be alone for most of the time with my husband, of course. Um, And um, I also like the idea that potentially there wouldn't need to be a doctor. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to go to Bolovka. I actually live um, quite outside of Prague. So also Neratovice is right next to us and then a lot of people also told me that it's great to go there Um, but in Neratovice you only have to register later as well I think 28th week or something Mm -hmm. so I was like okay in case I change my mind I can still go there yeah right so I just wanted to make the first reservation on this one and then if i would want to switch i could i could still go to Neratovice. and these were anyways the two closest hospitals for me so i thought that's a good idea
0: yeah i think i heard about this birth center in bulovka because i have a son who's born in in october of 2019 and i think they just opened mm-hmm. around the, that time when i was supposed to give birth but i hadn't heard any reviews yet so it's yeah. a review of that now <laughs> So did you end up going there or
1: where did you end no. up? No, go- <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, no, because I was, uh, I was induced. So um, then you need to be with doctors. And basically I didn't go to this uh, Porodny assistance in the end at all. Mm, okay. uh, so it was the normal Bulovka with the doctors and the nurses and not a, not a midwife from this uh, Porodny assistance. Right, right.
0: All right. So is there anything else from your pregnancy that you'd like to share? Was it a straightforward pregnancy? or
1: Yeah, there was no problem at all. I didn't even have any symptoms or I didn't have any nausea. I had nothing. I was tired at the beginning, but that was all. And then it just, the belly grew and I got more fat. I wanted to say bigger, I got <laughs> bigger and bigger, but uh, no issues at all. So that was quite quite nice. Yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: and did, so did you know then when you were going through your pregnancy what kind of birth you were hoping for planning for or is there something did you have a we talk about this birth plan but some lady just mm-hmm. told me birth wish and i like to yes i like to say birth wish <laughs> it's a really nice nice concept mm-hmm. so did you have a birth wish
1: <laughs> i had a birth wish as well yes yeah <laughs> so um we actually did a, um a course So it was a a weekend, two days and the whole day that we went for this um, birthing course and this was also there was a part with hypnobirthing because I was quite interested in this um, as well to learn more about this as well and um, yeah so my birth wish was, but it was not, um, I didn't have many things, I, I was hoping not to have a episiotomy did -hmm. I say this correct episiotomy yeah Mm -hmm. episiotomy yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. um so this i was writing that i don't want to be that they should um consult with me if they if they would want to do it Mm. just that i can can have a say in it because i was a bit afraid of um that people will do things that i don't want and i'm not asked so this is always a big concern for me um, that they will decide over my head and and then I will panic yeah, because I don't know what's going on and they just decide something. So this I had written there. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from that, I was also planning a natural birth, but I was also planning a C-section in case it would be necessary because I also had a i was a c section and also a friend of mine she had a c section and she told me that she was quite upset then afterwards that she didn't even consider that this could happen and that she was not prepared and that she then felt like this birth was taken away from her this experience so i wanted to prepare also for a c section that in case it would happen that i'm fine with it and i'm okay and so i was just writing a few things there like that um, if possible, it would be nice that my husband could cut the umbilical cord, things like this that I wanted, that they will let it pulsate um, till the end, till there's no more blood going and only then we would cut it, not straight away. And yeah, I think that was almost it already.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have one more question before we jump Mm -hmm. into your birth itself. um, And it's regarding, um, the pandemic, the looming pandemic yeah. um, <laughs> because I realized you m- must have gone through your whole pregnancy and birth Yes. COVID was there anything yes. specific that happened or any instructions you got or anything that was
1: different in your care? Um, I don't think much there was only for the, normally for these big screenings mm-hmm. there the partners can go as well but um, for the first screening it was still possible and for the second screening it it wasn't possible anymore he couldn't come but anyways I had already the first screening and there everything was fine so I was I was not afraid you know at the second one so it was for me more important that he would go with me to the first one in case there would be something yeah. that he hears it as well yeah. um, but luckily, I always made it right on time that before this regulation changed that, okay, for the first one, he could go um, and then in the hospital, again, we were very lucky because it was after the summer. So also it was very um, gentle, the restrictions, let's say he could come and visit, Mm -hmm. but only on the hallway, but he could come. So that, that was, that was nice that, okay, he couldn't go to the room but uh, we could meet, so this was nice. And for um, giving birth, um, he had to wear a mask, but I didn't have to, so I was also really happy. Oh, nice. I was also afraid that I would I would need to wear a mask and yeah. uh, how I would do this. But luckily, so I I didn't have to wear a mask, and he could also come. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: Yeah. It must be just before you said September, right? So it must have been yeah. just before this. Second lockdown happened. Yeah, yeah. we are still in, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think it was even the week after I left the hospital. They already said, "Okay, now no one can visit anymore. You can only drop off stuff at the reception. If you forgot something, or then you you could bring it, but you cannot see each other." Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We were were really lucky. Lucky, I have
0: to say. (laughs) Of course. All right. Mm. So, do you want to go ahead and jump into the birth story itself then? When did mm-hmm. it start, and did you know it was
1: beginning, or what happened? Yeah, um, so I was overdue, <laughs> uh, so I was waiting already. I I don't know. I thought maybe two weeks before I was really like, no, it can come anytime time, and it will come. And I was I was actually quite excited um, because I also I tried before I only um, on YouTube or on anything i just watched really positive birth stories so because now it's a if if it's the first time giving birth you can still be naive in a very good sense that you can be not afraid and you like okay maybe i will have a pain-free birth it's uh, apparently possible i watched all of the stuff (laughs) um and um yeah so I was very relaxed and I was actually a bit excited, you know, that, oh, it will happen and it will come. And I, I already wanted to see the baby and I wanted to experience how is labor, how does it feel? And, you know, we were in this birth course and I was practicing with these meditations as well to prepare. And I thought I want to try it already, you know, if, if, it, if it really helps anything or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But nothing happened and uh, this was also very annoying because everybody wrote me like every other day and then especially after I was already over my due date, so many people wrote me every single day if the baby's here already and I I couldn't anymore. I was so pissed (laughs) that everybody is asking me, is the baby all here already? Yeah, like I I would forget to to mention, by the way, I had the baby now. Even, you know, my mom, even she also, she she asked me, "Mm, uh, what about the baby? Did it come already? yeah <laughs> i think i, think you I would have told know. you yes <laughs> yes yeah so i got fed up and then on instagram i posted every other day that yes i'm still pregnant yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully less people will ask me because it this really bothered me I, I don't i don't know at the end i was really fed up with this yeah. and i got of course then you also get impatient because of course i was also impatient i was like okay one week another day another day and you know especially during this um pandemic i also didn't meet almost no one and then it was summer and uh, our ac in the car was broken so if i was in the car i was almost dying so i said okay i'm not driving anywhere anymore so i was just home all day and then you just wait and nothing is happening and no one comes for a visit, and it's just the days they don't pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I was very impatient. And in the hospital also, they all the time said, ah, oh, you, you still have a few days and you will see, it will come. And I was like, okay, okay, it will come. But somehow I was not very optimistic that they always said, "Ah, oh, maybe, maybe you already not come for the next screening and uh, you will have your baby by then. And no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> So, um, yeah, then it got closer and they said, "Okay, if nothing happens, I think it was Tuesday, then um, we I would come to the hospital in the morning and I should already pack everything. And in case I would be close because I was completely close, there was nothing they couldn't do, for example, this sweep um, that they also offer. Sometimes they couldn't do it because I was that close. There was nothing happening. So I was like, okay, um, I have until Tuesday, I think it was, was it Thursday or Friday, I don't know. And I thought, okay, on the weekend, I will give it everything. And we we really, we, we did everything possible under the moon, I had the feeling. I also went... Um, for some induction massage and um, they then told me also to do some vaginal steamings that would open me and I I also did that and I did the hypnobirthing and hot baths and I went for a walk and we had sex I had spicy food I I don't know with everything I went the stairs up and down no so uh, but I was really convinced that now, something must have happened for sure. I'm a bit open, and maybe now we could try the sweep, or I don't know, then the, you would have more possibilities. So, I went on Tuesday, we went there in the morning, and they said, No, it's completely closed. Nothing happened. And I was like, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I tried really everything, and nothing has happened. And somehow I was a bit in disbelief. So, they said, Okay, so we will start with the and that ma- meant I needed to really stay. So I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, so I'm staying." now. Oh, hmm And um, they started that we on the first day we will use this um, balloon catheter. So they put it inside and then they inflate it with liquid, and it it pressures against it, and that should mechanically kind of start. Um, the labor, but then you would have your own contractions, and it wouldn't be like with medication or anything. So I thought, oh, that sounds good. And also the friend that uh, gave birth in Bolovka that recommended me, she had the same. She was also induced, and she had this balloon, and for her it worked. And she said to me, okay, if if you're having the balloon, um, she was walking a lot, yeah, because okay, it makes also sense to me. I thought, okay, the more I walk, the more I'm stimulating it. So I thought movement would be great, but when they put it in, for a moment it it kind of took my breath away. This weird pressure—it was so uncomfortable. I don't know. And then they said, "Okay, so now you can get up and and go to um, to the floor where you will stay." And I was like, "Okay." I didn't even have the feeling that I can walk Mm -hmm. because it was so odd, this feeling (laughs) that, and I was so slow. I was like, okay. okay. So it took for me some time, but then really after half an hour, and I think one hour, it, I was used to it and it didn't hurt and it was fine. And then really all day long, I went for a walk on the hallway. I, I was also not allowed to, um, leave the floor because of this Um, but i was walking up and down always i think half an hour then i was um, sitting down for half an hour and then i walked again and i did this all day long Um, and they said okay they will check in the evening in case nothing happens and then for the night they would remove it and they they uh, checked me and of course also nothing happened But then I was really convinced again, I was so sure that it will start now because also in the birthing course um, they explained to us that it's mainly at night that that the labor starts when it's all dark and everything comes down. I was like, this will be it tonight. I'm so sure because I was walking so much and I stimulated and for sure now at night it will happen and nothing happened. So I was sleeping and I I felt nothing, sometimes I felt, I had a bit the feeling that I felt a bit of cramping when I was walking during the day, but this completely went away, so nothing happened at night. And then in the next morning, like at eight o'clock, they um, said, okay, they will put it again and they will give me also a pill, this uh, prostaglandin. Mm. And um, there, I was a bit afraid because I heard a lot of bad um, stories about these pills. That it's then very crazy labor and very painful. And
0: yeah, is it like oxytocin, or is it what will induce
1: contractions, or what? What? What does the pill do? Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm I'm also not quite sure. I think it should also soften everything that it it opens up, um, but at the same time it will start the contractions. But it's like a um, I think it just gives like a one push, and that's why I also thought maybe it's not that bad because then you still have your own contractions. So it's not like with oxytocin need to then have it all the time that they are um, they are kind of but now I see that this has also benefits that you could regulate it that you can say okay um, I can make it more intense or less and and through this oxytocin you could a bit um, help with this as well and this is not possible with the pill it kickstarts it and then how it how it goes you, you cannot do nothing anymore mm, okay so if it's um, really intense then there is nothing that can be done you just need to go through it okay yeah um yeah so then suddenly when i had this um, pill as well it was really very painful and i thought i was convinced that uh, maybe this time they put more water in this balloon and that's why it's so much pressure and it hurts so much and then I thought, okay, maybe maybe I will wait one hour and, and then it will be again better that I will just get used to it. And that it's just maybe more odd now at the beginning and uh, it didn't get better and it, it, it was really very painful. So I couldn't walk anymore and I was only lying on the bed and even this, it was painful. So... I was like, okay, maybe I wait another hour. (laughs) Then I was waiting another hour. I waited another hour and I was like, no, I need I need to ask if they can maybe remove some of this water to make it not that much pressure. So I went there and they were. I don't know. Did they have a bad day or I don't know, but on this where I was induced, this is the gynecological floor and there somehow the mood was not really nice and they were quite annoyed and. They were like, yeah, but uh, we need to keep it in. It's it's necessary for the induction. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I had it yesterday, yeah. the same. And yesterday I was okay. And today is it's really, I couldn't stand it at all. And she was like, well, the only thing I can do is call a doctor. And I was like, yeah, okay. Can you maybe call a doctor <laughs> just, to, yeah, just to check it? And she was like okay okay then i called the doctor and um, i think after one hour a doctor came and checked it and she was like i can check the position she checked it she said it's all fine it's on the correct spot and i was like yeah but it's not at all like yesterday it's so much worse and she was like yeah then maybe it wasn't proper yesterday but it was you know not not uh, if it was not painful yesterday then it was maybe not done right it was like okay and she was like yeah so in induction it, it's painful and I was like okay I didn't know no one said anything you know that's that was a bit stupid that they could have told me when they put it that what to expect yeah so I thought I could do something about it but apparently it's supposed to be painful and it's normal and I didn't know so I was like okay and then I went back to the room but I was already with my nerves I was done. So I, I really felt like an idiot that I'm complaining about this, about this pain, and that it's so awful. And everybody knows I will be giving birth soon, and they're like, Ugh. you know, yeah. she doesn't know what's coming yet, and she complains about this. This I had a bit this feeling.
0: Yeah, it's not so nice to go into, or to have that energy in your birth space. You know, you don't yeah. really want. That because it
1: doesn't yeah, that's, help you, you know. <laughs> no, it's. Well, I mean, my husband. We always call it the empathy floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so w- while I was on the empathy floor, I was not very happy. And uh, then I was back in the in the room, and I was actually I was um, not watching a series, but I was listening to to friends actually. Mm. So I I had some voices that i know and it was like Clyde, and but i couldn't even watch it anymore because it was really intense this pain yeah so i was just lying there and then there came also a new girl to the room and she was uh, speaking czech but i didn't even say hello because i was so occupied i was like no i'm not in the mood now to try to make conversation in czech and nah i will just pretend i'm sleeping (laughs) And uh, and then I actually, it was like two o'clock, um, my water broke, so I heard it pop. I was lying there and I heard the sound, I was like, aha, I think that must be it. Because I also read that some people you can hear it. So I was like, I, th- I think that's it. So I, I got up and I wanted to walk to the shower so I don't make a mess everywhere and uh, yeah then it was already clear it it the water came out and uh, i was dropping everywhere and then i was in the shower and uh, it got really intense that it was like constant pain it wasn't contractions it was just constant pain like I, i couldn't i couldn't move at all so then i was a bit stuck i was stuck in the shower and i was like Mm, what to do now I wanted to call a sister that you know um, it's happening and a nurse sorry um but I couldn't I couldn't leave this shower and there were no this I immediately recognized after I went from the after the birth on the other floor uh, the cheststinly there um they have everywhere bells, even on the toilet and on the shower. In the shower as well, you can you can ring a bell if if you need some help. But I think there it wasn't, or maybe I didn't see it really. But I'm 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 quite sure because I was looking around and I didn't know what to do now. Um, so I called for this girl and I was asking her if she maybe could. Can you maybe uh, get a nurse? And and she did but she was also not happy i don't know what was the thing and uh, then they came and uh, my water it wasn't um, clean so it was uh, dark so they were also saying i need to go to the ctg and they need to check the baby if everything's okay and then they left and i was still in the shower <laughs> oh uh, yes and i was like okay i will come but um then it started that I'm, I had contractions. So then it, it started that I had some breaks in between. And I could move within this, but it was maybe like a minute. Yeah. So I was uh, trying to go to the bed and then it, it was a very lengthy process. And the nurses came back again and then they were quite pissed. We told you to come and you should be you should go on the CTG. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm on, I'm on it. <laughs> just very, I'm just very slow. Yeah, I can, I I cannot, you know, just walk there. It's it's not possible. And then they were like, yeah, okay. And then they, they left again. So I was walking up the hall and uh, I had to sit down for every contraction. And then I would walk a bit further and I sat down again. And then finally I made it. And I was also, then I was also in, before I left my room, I was writing to my husband that also stupid i I wrote um I think my water broke, of course I knew, <laughs> and it was already all ongoing, but somehow I was afraid to to say it like, yeah it's happening. I was like, oh, maybe I think I think it's happening, and uh, he he anyways we we said already up that he comes for a visit because I'm so happy, but all of this happened during visiting hours oh, so. Good between three and six, they were visiting hours and it, uh, we already set up that he will come at three and my water broke at two and I think around 2.30, I finally made it to the nurses room for the CTG. And then I was uh, sitting there and this was, I think, this was the worst part of the whole thing because I still had this balloon and it pressured so much So even once a contraction stopped, I had this constant pressure from the ball and when, when I was sitting, it was somehow worse, but I was not allowed to get up because I should be on the monitor and the monitor was also, I think they didn't remove it for the whole time I was sitting there until I was allowed to go down. To the delivery room I, w- I was sitting on this chair but i really wanted to get out and i asked them to remove the ball please to get it out it hurts me can can we take it out and they were saying yeah again it can only be done by a doctor so they will call a doctor and the doctor will come and remove it which i found also odd because in the evening before it was the nurses who removed it oh. for the night yeah i, I don't know Mm. Anyways, so I was sitting there and then my husband came because it was three o'clock. And uh, yeah, I, I also, I already couldn't talk with him anymore. So the only thing I said is, I want the ball out. 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 Every time I had a short break because somehow I had, I also expected it differently that I will have Longer breaks between contractions, like they were saying, first there will be ten minutes in between, and then five, and then three, and and I had like, if I was lucky, I had maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, so I had almost.
0: I was also questioning the same. I was like, who told me this? This is false information. <laughs> yes,
1: there are no minutes. And then I was like, because I wanted to, I was like, I also, you know, I had the app installed on my phone. I said, like, yeah, I can start, you know, mm-hmm. tracking the contractions now, but it, it, it didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. Because also I had a uh, contraction after contract, not even after, like they, it didn't go down completely. And the next wave already came and they were like I had like three contractions and then I had a break for also not a minute I really don't think and in this uh, or maybe a minute could be at that time maybe it was still a minute I was only saying I want the ball out I want the ball out, I want the ball out and then he had to take the opportunity while I'm again occupied with contractions to somehow bother the nurses and he was asking them if oh, sorry could we could she get the ball out? Could you remove it? And they were like, yeah, we called already for the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, he was asking again, mm, can I just ask, is the doctor coming? Could you not remove it for her? <laughs> but uh, No. And this was also in the nurse's uh, room, so they were right next to me, and they were talking and chatting, they were having coffee and it was such an odd environment, yeah that they were talking they were talking about fake lashes, what they're doing now, and where do you go for this and i was like can i can, I, can just someone get this ball out of me but no, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so this was I think the the worst part, and in the end. The doctor never came so um no the, he, he, there, there was no doctor coming after um, i don't know i think i was wait from three yeah i think i was there one and a half hours maybe in this room could be oh, yeah for sure more than an hour i was on this um, ctg and then in the end a nurse removed it but they didn't even deflate it which they did the day before but i guess maybe i was already dilated enough that right. they could just pull it out like this mm-hmm. and that's why they also said okay i can go down that i'm like um, seven centimeters so I, I, we can go downstairs and i was like oh god thank god i can get out of this room <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and this ball is out i'm so happy yeah and then we went downstairs um because it was like two floors down and we got our room and there was a nurse with us and she was so nice and friendly and she didn't speak a single word of English. So I was a bit like, oh God, I got unlucky. But in the end, to be honest, I don't think it makes any difference Yeah. because these few instructions I understood and it was anyways very difficult to follow anything. Yeah. that, that was a bit my problem also in this on the empathy floor when we were there, mm. I I was breathing like um, they were also talking in the in the birthing course to really make it like long breaths and that you could um, also use your voice if you want you know to to mm-hmm. let it go by and to that it should be manageable but actually my breathing m- made me feel like puking, so I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> and sometimes when a nurse walked by, she was like, don't breathe like this, breathe, breathe like this, and then she told me, but somehow I couldn't, somehow I couldn't do it like her, it was a bit strange, and this continued also when we went down, that sometimes they told me to do something, or, or I should move, and I, I just couldn't move, because the contractions were all the time, and I, I couldn't really... I don't know, change the position. I was I had all these plans how I would be changing positions and trying different things. Not possible at all. And also a friend of mine, she gave a birth, I think four days before me. And she also said, Go to the shower, go under the hot water as long as you can. It will be it, it will help you. It was not possible. I had sometimes these thoughts in my in my mind that oh maybe, maybe I could go. To the shower that I, I should try this, but I couldn't speak, so I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, anyways, then I already knew that okay, they wouldn't let me anyways, and it's nonsense anyways if I if I speak because when we arrived, then suddenly it started that I really needed to go to toilet, like a lot. But number two, and uh, I said to the nurse, if I, I need to go to toilet, please, if she, you know, I couldn't also walk because of all the contractions so i thought she will now help me to go to toilet to bring me there and she said no i cannot go to the toilet and i was like what no no i really need to go to the toilet and she said do you need to pee then you can go if you need to poop then no and I was like, okay but i really need to go and she was like no it could be already the baby you cannot go to the toilet Oh, and so this did was she the moment. It yeah, go she on. explained it. Yeah, she explained. She said that it could be already the baby, so I cannot go. Mm-hmm. And did I didn't check? expect. <laughs> no, it oh. didn't. Also, it it was not yet the time. Yeah. But I mean, I was close. But the thing is that I was also waiting all the time that maybe I get diarrhea because they also say, oh, it's the first sign of labor mm-hmm. when the body will start getting everything out. And uh, for me, nothing like this has happened. And during pregnancy, I was more constipated. So I was definitely full. And then I, I really needed to go to the toilet and she wouldn't let me. And this this really shocked me. I, I couldn't get over it. <laughs> so I also said to my husband, don't look, don't look there. Stay, stay somewhere else, don't go there. Oh my God. And then I knew that I will need to poop here. Yeah. It was horrible. But of course, they are used to it. and But it's so strange. And you should, and this is also what they said in the birthing course, to not fight it, the pain, to just um, let it come and go. And this is also something that it was not so possible for me. If I really need to poop just to say, okay, I'll just let it go. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's like,
0: yes, yeah, it's all all of these things that keep us from, you know, because there's so many people around that we don't know. And, you know, it's like, it's a difficult thing. It is so
1: odd. Mm. And of course, you hear about it and you hear how all those things happen. But somehow I thought it is during the process when, when the baby, for example, comes out. I didn't think that I would not be allowed to go to the toilet. Somehow it really, it struck me. Yeah. But yeah, okay. It was it was fine in the end. Yeah, all good. But um that that's that's why this was the second sentence. First, I only said all the time I want the ball out, and when I came down, I only said every time I had a break, I need to go to toilet. I need to go to toilet. I need to go to toilet. <laughs> and in the end, okay, no one replied to me anymore because everybody knows it's nonsense. So my husband said nothing, and the nurse said nothing, and I just said all the time, I really need to go to toilet. <laughs> and then this this passed and then i already had the urge to push so my whole body was pushing and i also could not influence this to be honest Mm. so it just did it by itself and there the nurse said i shouldn't push yet i i I need to wait till that uh, i think i wasn't completely dilated okay yeah that's why i shouldn't i shouldn't push yet i need to wait a bit more and i i also i couldn't i tried so hard not to push but this this was also it was not possible Mm -hmm. it's like for me it was like like puking if if you need to puke you can pretend that it's not gonna happen but when your body starts to to cramp it just it will come out and this was the same i i really tried don't 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 and i did it anyways (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that was my third sentence that i all the time said that i I cannot not push yeah and i think this was the last i ever said during the whole process (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow and then i it was so nice that i I, it didn't take long and then they, they then um she said that I can I can push and, and my husband translate. He was like, "You can go now. You can." And I was like, oh, "Finally! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I didn't have I didn't have to try to fight this." And I think this is humanly not possible to stop it, really mm-hmm. not. And yeah. um, and then I was pushing, and this was for me a lot better than the the first phase where you're just opening. This I found very horrible. And then as soon as the pushing started it was much nicer yeah yeah so i really i really this i felt i'm doing something and it's it's getting somewhere it was not just a just a pain and nothing you, you couldn't feel anything you could feel how the body is um really working but i also have to say that during this whole time i didn't feel um the baby anymore like that you that she's moving or that i don't know that you have this feeling that there's a baby inside of you it was kind of completely wiped from my from my brain um and then and then i felt her come through through this birth canal and this also it shocked me completely that there's really something coming out of me And I, I just felt I was like, oh, my God, there's something coming out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know this was the whole reason why I was there. But, okay, they also told me I need to lie on my back, which I didn't want, because they said that she doesn't lie properly and they need to help a bit. But, yeah, again, it took me ages to even turn. Yeah. So it, this was, unfortunately, quite lengthy. But then she got out and everything was fine and she was really nice and beautiful and really warm and i also what i expected is that um with all these fluids and blood that it would be quite smelly and i was quite pleasantly surprised it didn't stink at all <laughs> so I, I i expected that the baby you know with this all this it would be a bit smelly and it wasn't at all so i was like oh and it actually it smells nice it's like a yeah. like a nice baby and I, this strike me a lot that she she smells so nice and she was really awake and looking and she didn't sleep and she didn't cry she was just always looking around and playing a bit with her fingers and it was really it was so nice and then i was like oh she's she's so so calm yeah only looking and it was nice to see finally how the face looks like and a real baby yeah because before still i couldn't grasp it that there's a real human inside of me and then she came out and she was there and i could look at her and i could touch her and that was nice yeah that's a nice bit
0: we get Mm -hmm. at the end of everything right yes (laughs) so how were they supporting you um just in the pushing phase was there a doctor or was it with the nurses or um
1: they came for a moment a few people there was a nurse and the the doctor was there and the doctor told me that I need to lie on my back that they need to help me so they was they were there for the whole part Mm. Um, but I don't know if they were more for at some moment yeah they were more for sure they must have been also the pediatrician that they take a baby no I didn't realize I really didn't realize How many people were in the room <laughs> yeah A yeah. baby came straight to,
0: to your chest after she was, yeah. came out
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they also they kept her there so i could hold her but then um i don't know what came first i think i started shaking first so i had these um, shakes after the birth i, I also already um, heard about it so i was also not it wasn't odd for me but i was really shaking like crazy so my arms legs everything i was just shaking constantly like really a lot so i asked my husband if he can please take the baby <laughs> because I, I didn't want to hold her i was so shaking that i didn't feel comfortable with 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 holding her it was like I, if she will slip and then i will drop her no 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 um, so he was holding her and then it, it was okay, but I think I was shaking for a very long time. We were two hours after birth, you still are in this room and you have the time together with the baby and we could be there, all three of us. And of course, pediatrician came for the moment, but for, I think for the most time, we were alone there with the baby. Um, and I, I was shaking all the time. Even when I went upstairs to the other floor, I was still a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, I had a episiotomy, so they had to stitch me up. And that was also very uncomfortable, I have to say. It Did was... they ask
0: you about that one?
1: Uh-uh. They didn't? No. Yeah, and I. I but in the end, I was in that moment i said to her she she said yeah i had to cut you and i didn't feel it at all really nothing nothing um so i was surprised that that she told me that i was cut aha okay and i was but it was you know the baby came out and i was so full of hormones and i loved everybody on this whole planet and oh thank you thank you oh my god you are so great you're such a great doctor and you're such a great nurse thank you thank you we're all so great oh my god you're so nice and then they tell me yeah I i'm like oh my god but thank you for doing it yeah I was, I was so grateful but in the end you know it's it's true maybe it helped that it was quicker and in that moment if you would have asked. I think I would also say just do it so I can be done with yeah. it. Yeah. And on the other side, it's also just just skin and it will heal again. Yeah, And yeah, of course. Um, I would be more afraid that she gets stuck or something because this I was also, I was a bit mm, concerned in a few moments that I had because in this also in this birthing course, they're saying how, how the baby is also turning inside and needs to work with you together during the birth to really come out and and I was thinking that <laughs> she has no time to turn or do anything because it was just <laughs> constant contractions. There was no there was no breaks in between. When should she turn, you know, and I think maybe that's why she wasn't maybe lying so properly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was all fine, she was healthy and she was, she got the best scores, yeah, they do these tests and um, so this was really, that's why I was really happy, so I, I cannot complain, I'm so happy how they did it and what they did, she got out really healthy and I also didn't have any problem, just the, the stitches and they were very painful, I also thought you can put some anesthesia and she said, there is already anesthesia. <laughs> okay so then i was feeling a bit bad because the baby was so calm and just looking around but i i really had to scream when she was stitching it was so horrible so i was like okay how many more five okay five more five five more and then we're done and then she she said such a stupid comment that. I really hated it that she was like, "Yeah, I, I need to do it proper so it looks nice for your husband." Oh, and I'm like, "What kind of comment is this? Can you maybe make it look nice for me?" Yeah, <laughs> why would I care? You know, what you're gonna you're gonna say if you don't do it nice, then then he will think my vagina is ugly forever. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't That's mean really it, funny. But, but it bothered me so much. This sentence. Yeah. I was, I was screaming there with the, with the stitches and she tells me, I need to do it slow and pretty for your husband. He just sits there and does nothing and holds a baby. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I would have punched her.
1: Yes. I was really pissed. I, I, But okay. It was just a second and then she continued stitching. So anyways, I couldn't say nothing. But yeah. Then it was the end of the visiting hours. <laughs> And uh, my husband he somehow sneaked with me upstairs that he could bring me to the room because it's like oh, I'll just I'll just carry the bags and then I go I go straight away I'll just bring the bags and um, so he came and with me upstairs and then um, I was in the room with one more uh, girl and she mm-hmm. gave birth I think the day before which I which was also really nice because then afterwards she asked me how did it go. <laughs> so she was also saying that she had these constant contractions and um, that for her everything was also super quick. For me, in the end, the whole process from that the water broke until the baby was out, it was two and a half hours. And yeah, and for her. Um, I think it was a bit longer, but she also, she was describing exactly the same that she didn't expect, you know, she thought also that she would have breaks and um, that she was also, her husband didn't even make it to the birth because they oh. they were also thinking that, ah, oh, she's not so far it would t- still take time, but in the end it was also super quick and he had a longer drive. I think it was like 40 minutes. So he came in that moment when they, when they put the baby on her on her uh, oh. chest. <laughs> oh. yeah. so I have in, a
0: question for you, Re- just regarding this um, husband being there yes. or the husbands being there during mm-hmm. visiting hours. So if you didn't give birth in the visiting
1: hours, he wasn't like allowed to be with you? During birth? Um, During birth, yes, but this is only by the time when I would go down into the the delivery room. So then they would call him and in the delivery room, I think I was 40 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So I think if they would have only called him by then, it might have been also tight because it was like, I think 20 minutes drive, then you park and you walk.
0: Yeah, but he wouldn't have been allowed to be with you for the labor part at all, even if you were on the other floor.
1: In the other floor, uh, no. Mm-mm. No, okay. I don't think, no. Only when you, when you go to the delivery room and there you can go. I, I'm not sure, but if you are dilated enough, I don't know what is the, is it five centimeters or at what time they say it's okay, but I was like, Seven. So I that's when I say when they said I can go down. Yeah. Okay. And do you know if this is like a
0: COVID-related
1: thing or if this is just normal procedure? Well, normally, if if you're not induced, then um, you have this part at home. Yeah. And then you only go to the hospital when when it's time. And I think there the husband can be. But because I was for the induction, I was on this gynecological floor. And there, no, because you're also in the room with more women. So they cannot be also the partner sitting with you. It's not like you have a private room. So um, I think even without COVID, I don't think that uh, you can have your partner there on this uh, floor outside of visiting hours. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is a question that gets
0: asked of me a lot so i i always like to ask this just you know because everybody's so especially during these times worried about who can be with them if somebody can be with them and yeah you know some people use a doula and yeah they want their mom to be there for example and and all yeah. these things that's why i'm asking
1: yeah i have to say that i also thought it's for me very important that my husband will be there because he's he is such a Mm, calm aura that i'm when he's there i'm always quite chill and i thought i really need this during that time when i will be having contractions and i will be in pain but the reality for me was that i i hardly noticed he's there right yeah (laughs) i had my eyes closed and i was so busy with myself that it 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 wouldn't have made a difference for me if someone would be there with me or not, I don't think. Now it's nice because I can always uh, chat with him and ask him, you know, this was my impression. How did you see it? Did this happen? How did this happen? And uh, I can uh, rediscuss it. But at that time, no, I didn't even realize that he was sitting there. Oh, he gave me, but he gave me good input when we were in the delivery room. We came in, and I just lied on the on the on this bed, and uh, also in a very odd position. And um, because he was also with me in this birthing course, and they were saying change position and try different things, so he was asking me, "Don't you want to change position?" And I was like, "Yes, actually, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to be like this." And then um, I changed the position, and that was quite good. Yeah, this was this was nice um only at the end i got also tired of it i was so done that i'm i'm really impressed how other women can do this for for a day or two i really don't know (laughs) after two hours had nothing in me anymore my muscles my arms my legs everything was shaking i had no no power nothing anymore (laughs) so i don't i don't know how (laughs) how they can do this for such a long time and i don't believe that these breaks help so much if you do it over a course of a day i don't Mm -hmm. think yeah you're right so i was backwards it was very intense but i'm really happy it was quite quick and we didn't have any health issues because of this. So, of course, I'm happy. Yeah. Then the nice. quicker, the better. I have only two hours and then it's already it. And this is why I also think it was so great that I wasn't so much afraid of giving birth Yeah. because that would be now really a waste if you're afraid for a whole month and you're terrified and in the end, it's two hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and you that, never that, know what you're going to get. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: yeah uh, so how was postpartum then how long did you stay in the hospital and how was it coming home and
1: all of these things um in the hospital i was three days and there on this floor it was amazing all the nurses everybody they were so nice and they were speaking with you very gently and i don't know it was the best atmosphere and and there i would have liked to stay if not forever. <laughs> the, the the only problem is, yeah, that you're in the room, of course, with other moms and babies, so always the baby is crying, so you don't get a lot of sleep. So that's the only reason why I was looking forward to go home, to have only one baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, there, it was, it was, they were so nice and helpful. And also they were showing everything and how how to change the diaper and how to bath and if you want to breastfeed they were showing you how to do it and you could always come by if you have a problem one time i was also she she fell asleep like three Mm o'clock and then she was sleeping and it was already midnight and i was like okay she's sleeping already nine hours and i you know i didn't change now a diaper for nine hours i but on the other side, they always say, don't sleep, wake a sleeping baby. Right. But I was like, no, what to do? So I wrote my husband, what to do? And he was like, no, check the diaper. Not that she, not that she pooped and she lies in her own shit all the time. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll check it. And that was, of course, a mistake. It was such a mistake. She was then awake and then she she screamed for the next three and a half hours. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, why did I do this? Yeah and i tried everything but i think she was really hungry she was really she was sucking on her on her fists and she was but i of course two two days after delivery you don't have a milk so Mm -hmm. i was putting her on but of course it's not that she can get full from this and then be be settled so i I got a bit desperate and then i also you could always go to those where they have the babies i don't know how it's called the nursery Yes. Mm-hmm. So you could always go there and, and ask for help. So I went there and I was like, <laughs> she cries all the time. if even they can maybe, if I could have some milk for her that I could maybe give her. And uh, but then this this nurse, oh, of course, she knows babies inside out. So she just wrapped her really tight and she gave her a pacifier and she positioned her and she stopped. She didn't <laughs> scream anymore. And I was like, oh my God, I tried now for for three and a half hours. I, sh- I should have just come here. That was stupid. <laughs> but in the end, you know, it's it's also good. It's an experience here. Yeah. So uh, then we survived the night like this. And in the morning I asked the pediatrician, they always come in the morning and also the gynecologist. Um, so I asked the pediatrician if if we could not have some milk for her because she's, she, oh, she's really hungry. Mm. that she's showing all these signs of of hunger and and then they said yes because actually she was quite um light she didn't even have three kilos Mm. um so then they were like okay yeah she's quite light i could have a bit of of milk so i was feeding her actually that was also quite interesting i was feeding her with with um i put my small finger in her mouth and then i had this um like injection but without the needle. and then she had to suck it through this finger and oh my God then she was so happy. <laughs> she had she had a bit of food and then she was so happy so it was it was really nice. but there really in Bulovka it was on this floor it was so nice, it was like day and night and I felt so good there and then I felt already very confident and then I knew, oh God and now I'm going home. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, it will be all different again and you know there are not all these nurses where in case i could just go <laughs> um so i was a bit afraid um but my mom was supposed to come and help us um for like a week or two um depending on you know if i like it if i, if I would be sick of it i can send her home um so i went home and it was it was okay. As I had to say that the first three days in the hospital, they were the best and then it, it got <laughs> a bit more difficult. Um, my mom, she then also came, but then because of COVID and they made Prague a risk area and then the surroundings as well. And the, she had to go back Yeah, because she also didn't have so many vacation days and she needed to do the Corona test and wait for the result in order to be able to go back to work. So they actually had to leave and i didn't expect this and this was exactly at the same time when when i had then it was like 5 6 days after the birth so the baby blues hit me and then my mom said she will leave and and that was that was the end <laughs> for me I, I started crying and i think i didn't stop <laughs> and uh, so this was really difficult this week because my husband, he was also working, working from home, but still he um, he had to do something. And I, you don't have a routine, I didn't know what I need. So all the time I was like, okay, I'm missing this and I'm missing this. Can you bring this? Can Can I have this? Because also because of my stitches, I couldn't sit for long. I couldn't walk, everything was painful and I could mainly only lie. So I was really lying a lot. Yeah and then actually actually my stitches they also um, got infected so i had to go back to the hospital um, because there was also a bit of bleeding and uh, it was it was a horror because it was <laughs> a week after the birth so all these memories are so present especially from the stitching part that when i had to had to go on this chair i was already i was covered in sweat. I was terrified that someone would touch me, <laughs> touch me there now or look at those stitches or even do something about it. But yeah, they opened it up. So they removed the stitches so I could I could clean it and that it could heal up mm. um, better. But of course, then it it meant that it would be a lengthier process. But I have to say that as soon as the stitches were out, there was not such a pain and I could already sit a bit better and, and, and walk a bit better. So it actually helped me. But during the cleaning times, it was just nightmare. It was, it was so painful. So I was also dreading to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then it started that the, that also the breastfeeding turned into a nightmare for me as well that suddenly everything was hurting. And they said already in the hospital that she has a tongue tie and they were cutting it. Um, but apparently not enough, yeah. So it was, it was still very tight. And, and then because I had some lactation consultants coming then to help me, because I thought that was maybe also stupid that I thought I would just have a lactation consultant come and they would show me how to do it proper. And then all my problems would be solved Yeah, and I would be able to do it better. And then suddenly it will, it will go away and it will be pain-free and it will be as nice as, as it's always described that it's bonding time between you and the child. And, and for me, it was the opposite of bonding time. It was so painful that, uh, I also started. Okay, it was also the baby blues. I also still had it, but I was already crying when when she was getting hungry that I knew I need to put it on the boob now. I, I really didn't want, and this this made it very difficult. I didn't have enough milk, so I always had to feed uh, formula as well. And it it, I finally got some milk, but it was still not enough. It was not even close to being enough. So there was a lot of screaming, a lot of hunger, and then trying to figure out, you don't know how much she ate now. So I I always, I gave a bit of formula and then you need to clean the bottles, you need to cook the water and then you forget something. And then at the beginning, she didn't have, of course she's a baby, so she immediately thinks she's gonna starve to death as soon as she realizes that she's hungry. So there's a two seconds window from, I think I'm hungry too. She screamed full on. Yeah. <laughs> and We're then he was okay, like, "Yes." And this was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Uh, no, the water is not warm enough, or it's too hot, and now I need to cool it down. And she's screaming, screaming. Oh, and then I put her on the boob, and and there came nothing from it. So she also detached and and was screaming some more. And it was just, uh, oh my god, what a nightmare. And I thought also that. That was also a bit uh, a wrong understanding that I had. I thought breastfeeding either works or it or it doesn't. And there's zillions of options in between what doesn't work and what maybe works and it maybe works only a little bit. And yeah, it yeah. was, so I find this way more horrible than the birth. So if I would ever have another kid, I would definitely be terrified of breastfeeding (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this this really scares me yeah the birth no but this oh god
0: i think there's there's a lot of pressure from i don't know from i i guess we put it on ourselves that we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to birth naturally and we're supposed to breastfeed and and then when it doesn't happen it's not we're just putting that pressure on ourselves of course it's of course we should try you know if we want yes to, of course there's there's reason to try but there's yeah. also a reason to to you know um feel better and and have you know focus on our own mental health postpartum as well yeah so whatever works i think
1: i have a feeling i often read about this yeah to normalize the breastfeeding in public and all these kind of things and mm especially in in, in, in Germany, I, I read a lot about this and, and I have a bit, the feeling that in Czech Republic it's quite opposite. It is, it, is, it is very normal to breastfeed and it's quite abnormal that you would use the bottle and that this is f- more frowned upon if you're bottle feeding. I had this impression, or maybe it was also just what I thought, but then somehow I didn't fail because I didn't go in with the thought that, oh, I will breastfeed and it will work. I was like, maybe it worked, maybe it will not work. But then somehow, when I was in this situation, it was, it was horrible for me that this did not work, and I was like, maybe I just need to try more. Maybe I just, maybe it's for everybody horrible at the beginning, and if I just try long enough, maybe it will, it will get better. And this was also a bit the message from this um, lactation consultant as well yeah and they were like yeah you just need to try and just stick with it or the one said um yeah if anything maybe you know if it all doesn't work then just do it for four months and then she can start with solids already and I'm like four months oh. <laughs> four months i don't know yeah. i i also understood how urgent it is to get a lactation consultant i was like i need someone now mm-hmm. like best if someone would come the next hour but latest tomorrow because of course there's so many feedings per day with a newborn yeah that if this is painful then you have it like i don't know 15 times a day it's very painful yeah and you're like okay another day or two days waiting is 15 times or 30 times you're doing this and i was like no yeah so i was uh i was so happy that really here you, you ask for a lactation consultant and someone could come the next day and for me it was luckily a friday because i was like no i cannot survive the weekend no someone needs to come now and um yeah and they did yeah they did they came and it also helped me a bit but i don't know i had i had a lot of um troubles we also then had her tongue tie cut again and the second time it was awful it was like bleeding a lot and i was like oh my god i will never do this again because the first time they cut it in the hospital she didn't even make a sound because i was like how can you cut a baby you know without anesthesia but they say if they're small it's okay and it was really okay they they cut her and she, she she didn't she didn't cry even but second time was horrible and then i also had this Vasospasm, that the blood is going out from the nipples, and then as soon as the baby latches off, and there's going the cold air, it's very painful. Mm -hmm. And then when the blood comes back, it also hurts. But the blood comes back for like an hour, or in my case, so even so, it was hurting during the breastfeeding and the whole hour afterwards. And then she was eating every two hours, (laughs) like all day. (laughs) oh Oh, yeah the things that
0: we do for them that we need to tell them when they're older
1: (laughs) yes i was like this is not possible that's why in the evenings i got really upset because in the evenings they are eating even more so she was eating every hour and i I just lost it like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then at one point i also stopped with the with the breastfeeding i tried to pump more and then i I said i will try to pump now a lot more because also i didn't have enough milk so i thought i need to have first of all more milk and second of all this should also help with this vasospasm if you have really uh, a lot of milk and but after i was pumping she didn't want at all to drink on my breast anymore because there was almost nothing coming so she was really she didn't want to make the effort and, you know, get nothing. She, she often fell asleep um, without having any milk yet. So she also woke up immediately again and was still unhappy. And and then she just completely refused it. And that was for me the end. and then I, And then I stopped. And then from there on, it was so much better. I got relaxed. She was then more relaxed. And it was different world yeah yeah then it was it was it was so good i was a bit embarrassed at the beginning if if someone else was there or if we had visitors or if you're out somewhere and she gets hungry and i had to make her bottle i was like oh god now they will see that i'm bottle feeding i don't know i don't know why but i was a bit embarrassed
0: I think it's. I think it's all in our heads. I don't think people yes. even think about these things. <laughs> I also don't think they not like.
1: Oh my God, she, yeah. is she is she having a bottle with the baby? Yeah, it's no. quite normal. Yeah, no one thinks yes. about it. <laughs> yeah, so this was a bit challenging with corona, but otherwise, after that, it was all fine, and now it's really good. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, good. and she's she's five months now. You said.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's
0: lovely. Mm -hmm. So for to round this off, are there any references um, that you haven't mentioned yet that you'd like to share with the
1: listeners? Anything that helped you? No, I think the, the most helpful for me was really this birthing course and to go there with the partner together. So he also hears it and is prepared and can also give some input maybe during the labor for me that was very helpful because I, I couldn't speak and then it was nice to have someone there who
0: who can yeah oh that's great so I will I'll put all of the things you've mentioned throughout this this story um on your show notes page so everybody can see can see where what you used and a and, um, little bit of information about hypnobirthing perhaps as well that you mentioned all right mm-hmm. so thank you Corinna For sharing your story, it was lovely to hear it. Thanks again, Corinna, for coming on and sharing your beautiful story with us today. If you guys are listening in and you would like to reach out to Corinna then go ahead and send me an email at the 9 months podcast at gmail.com and I will be sure to forward any communication to Corinna from there. Also if you'd like to share your story if you, or if you have any questions or anything regarding the podcast you can head to 9monthspodcast.com or follow me on Instagram 9 months podcast is the tag there and yes that's it have a wonderful week ahead you guys and see you next week